0: Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit, I can't wait to connect with you. So today we are going to discuss messaging, but I really believe you're going to get some insights on this that you never heard before. I really appreciate Joanna Ingram's sharing her personal stories about starting her own business and also the mistakes that can come up with the initial clients that you may take on. We discuss the importance of messaging at different frequency levels and the need to use desire-based messaging to attract elevated clients. Joanna is a former advertising agency director turned brand messaging consultant from London. She's the host of the leading podcast, Goals with Soul, and she helps visionary and intuitive coaches and healers to clarify their authentic message, raise their profile and prices, and stand out from the crowd. Her mission is to champion courageous women to express their individuality in business. I really hope you enjoy this interview. So speaking of vibration, how can we get into an elevated state so that we can drive that inner messaging and ultimately find the clients that we're really thrilled to work with? That's a brilliant question.
1: And, you know, I strove for the answer to that for the longest time when I was in my burnout and spent a lot of time in the local woods, wandering around barefoot, listening to Abraham Hicks and all those things. I was consistently drawing on my training as a pranic healer and what I'd learned both as a participant and a facilitator of breath work meditation. And I have a feeling that anyone listening to your podcast is going to have a bunch of things that they know really well is going to help them get in a good vibration. But I want to share with you what really created a step change for me, because I'm a bit of an overthinker. I have a really busy mind. I've always drawn on my ability to think things through really clearly. And sometimes one one might call it catastrophizing, now i understand it to be so but in the past it would be like i could think 10 steps ahead i know everything that could go wrong and because of that when i started learning things like meditation i was actually really challenged and i still am you know i love meditation but i think that oftentimes we're told that this is the like silver bullet the magic and if you could only be better at meditating, better <laughs> at your self-care, better at all these things, then you know all the things that you desire will come to you and you shall be able to manifest. Now, I don't disagree that people who are really proficient at that are going to have a greater aptitude for things like manifesting. But where does that leave us who may be a little busy-minded and may not be able to just draw on that kind of zen-like behavior in order to get the results? And this is where I discovered That actually, when it comes to evoking the universal laws, whether that's law of attraction or many of the others, you can take actions to help shift
0: the Mm. energy.
1: And this is this is where it all changed me because I'm an action taker. So when somebody said to me, you can take action to shift your energy, I was like, "Okay, now I'm listening. Mm. So I started looking around and understood that. The energies of particularly resentment and obligation are really nasty energies to have in your life and in your business. But the problem is, is that we have these to a high degree. You know, if you're at a certain life stage like I am, where you've got your kids are growing and they come with all of their challenges and you're trying to run a home and a family and you've got your parents and all the things, right, going on, then it's a a challenge to make sure that we're not feeling resentment and obligation, but we can't always remove it. Even let's take an example from from your business. We all have admin. We all have things we don't want to do. You know, as a fellow podcast host, even running a great podcast has like a list of things you have to do. And I know with my own podcast, I got into a, a feeling of resentment. I was like, oh, I really love my podcast, but I really resent this. And this even, by the way, with the help of a VA and an audio editor, there's still so much to do. So what I realized was that when we shift the proportion of our time spent in resentment and obligation versus spent in the high frequencies, those of joy, of inspiration, then we start to shift our energy in general. And this is the great bit. You can do it any way you like. There are so many roots in. So take my podcast Conundrum as a great example. I basically realized as, as we approached the summer, I was just falling behind and the resentment was building and I tried to catch up and I just hadn't. So I just down tools. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the summer off. And I hadn't stopped a week in over two years, but I was like, the resentment and obligation is feeling too mm. too severe. And I think I just need to take a break. And here's where the magic happened. During that time over the summer, when I put no new episodes out, my podcast ri- rose up the ranks to a no. top one and a half percent podcast. Right. I, <laughs> I checked it at the end of the summer, just as I came back and started, to, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what that tells me, you know, in the the spirit of signs and synchronicities yes. from the universe, that this is a very aligned place for me to be, podcasting, whether guesting or, or hosting. And it didn't matter. That I took time off. But I'll go further than that. It benefited energetically for yeah. me to take time off. Because when I came back, I no longer felt in that resentment and obligation. Instead, I felt really, you know, excited to do it. And I worked out, you know, new ways to not get behind as much as I was.
0: Yeah. And
1: here's another one. But I didn't just shift it in small ways in my business. I also shifted it dramatically in my life because I was spending a lot of time in my business. And anyone that tells you that you can make multiple six figures working five hour weeks is not telling the whole truth as far as I'm, concerned and everybody I've ever spoken to in real life is concerned I'm not saying it's impossible but you've got a hell of a lot of groundwork to put in before you can make that a reality in your business so it's really easy to start overworking and just putting a lot of hours in because we really want to succeed and we want to do the podcast and we want the containers and the marketing and the networking and the admin and you know there's lots to it and I realized that putting more and more hours in wasn't getting me that step change I wanted so I took up pottery I don't know if you I don't know if you thought that was the way this story was going to go right (laughs) I literally I'd always been thinking of taking up pottery and pottery takes up quite a lot of time it's a time-consuming hobby and I basically was like right I'm busier than I've ever been I'm taking up pottery no what am I waiting for right this is why I started to run my own business so I could do things that you know lit me up and was my passion, and. Now I'm obsessed by pottery and I do it a minimum of a half day every single week. And I just take time out of my business. It's non-negotiable. And that newsflash, that didn't hinder my business progress. In fact, around the time I took up pottery, my business took off. I took on lots of new clients. Again, signs and synchronicities. So in taking different actions, I evoked different energies and was able to tap into different laws and make or invoke the laws of attraction and those those advantageous energies and frequencies so that's that's what i would share it creates a big shift change if you're somebody that likes to take action is a bit of an overthinker rather than a natural zen like meditator
0: i love those examples so those are so so fun and i think in both of those cases what you're what you're basically doing is you're taking actions towards joy ultimately right and and that frequency of joy the things that make you feel like more creative more in flow that's ultimately what's going to help you with your success so but it's it's interesting to because when you were sharing about the podcasting i thought you were going to say oh so i quit because you know, it, you know, I was resenting it. And so maybe I would choose something else, but I love that, you know, maybe sometimes it's just taking a step away and to be able to see it in a different light, to be able to enjoy it again. So that's really interesting that, you know, we can, we can make choices by stepping away from it and seeing it from a, like zooming out. So I I love that example as well. That's beautiful. I wanted to ask you as well, what was your journey towards your own messaging? How did you tweak and change how you were presenting yourself out in the world over time, you know, through your own journey and development? I love this question
1: because it really was a massive journey for me, which ultimately, ended at this point at least with me specializing in messaging because I feel so deeply passionate about it being the gateway to success no matter what strategy you're using in your business and when I pivoted out of a 20-year career working for London advertising and media agencies I left uh, the world of media and advertising at the beginning of the pandemic not by choice I would add I was actually laid off as were many at that time and I saw it as an immense opportunity. I'd been toying around in the background for months about running my own business, moving into coaching. And I'm not convinced that I would have been bold enough to just quit my job like that. But the universe had those plans for me. I manifested it and jumped in really joyfully into running my own business. But I jumped in with this, right, I'm going to get this all done in the next six months, let's hit all those milestones, you know, it's going to be a breeze because I'm so intent on being successful. And yes, I carry the achievement wound and all of that stuff about, you know, having to work hard and being really driven with the wounded masculine. I brought all of that into my business. But I also brought the expertise and the experience of those 20 years in corporate. So I sat down, I was like, right. I'm I'm brilliant at productivity. I'm amazing at accountability. I know CEO strategies about running a business and so on. And clearly there's loads of entrepreneurs over here who need that. So this is a great fit. That's simply what I'll do. And of course it did work initially and I brought in my first clients and I started making money and I was like, okay, this is great, let's, let's ramp this up. But that's around the time that I moved into burnout. I was absolutely exhausted. And I was trying to do all the things that most people are really familiar with. I was on every single social media channel. I was, I had, I launched three times. I had a membership. I launched my podcast. It was just, the the list was endless. This all in the first six months. And I mentioned earlier about getting into this burnout and the whole of this summer I spent basically out of my business, tapping into the divine feminine, trying to work out what ease and flow actually looked like in life and in business and started to get Closer to that. And as I was going on that journey, I realized that I couldn't really step back into my business with the same message anymore because productivity and accountability are fine things, but they weren't really the core of what I was now being, what I had now developed. And I realized as well that I had thrown the baby out with the bathwater. You know, I left a two, two decade career in marketing and i wasn't teaching any aspect of it it's not as the forefront of what i was doing because i think i was seeking to separate myself you know i came with i came with a bit of a bit of wounding out of that whole process but i realized that actually i had a lot to give in that area and that's what really excited me i realized that the work i had been doing with my clients that did center on their messaging not only did i love but i seemed to have a zone of genius for it absolutely loved it but didn't realize, as many of us don't when it comes to our unique brilliance, that actually something you find easy is super valuable to other people. I was like, no, it has to be harder than this. So I was trying to to learn new skills to teach more things. But actually, I had the skill already. Mm. There was another aspect to this as well, because one reason that I went into burnout was that those clients I'd been working with, the ones that had been attracted to me because they needed accountability and productivity, and they kind of needed a kind of, I kind of needed a mother figure to tell them what to do they were like just tell me what to do and hold me accountable mm. and you know whilst many people are like that you know I talked earlier about those four levels of marketing consciousness and how many of those people are actually in those lower spaces they're in reactive they're in willful and what was happening to me is I was I was de-energized and exhausted servicing those clients because it wasn't a great fit for me energetically. Although I had skills that could help them, it wasn't really my sole client piece. I wasn't really working with the people that lit me up, inspired me, and uh, all and ultimately got the best results, got the most amazing outcomes because the fit is so perfect. So as I learned all these things, I started to integrate them. I started to change my messaging. I was like, right. My own messaging is much more centered around the articulation of your unique brilliance. It's about really diving into who you are authentically and occasions vulnerably. And it's also about messaging as central to all the other elements that you do, not just in marketing, but your business. Mm -hmm. And this is as well as I started to develop that out. I started hitting my best months. I started Mm -hmm. feeling less de-energized and instead I started to feel invigorated by my work. And that's now what I share with my clients. It's to get your messaging right, align your marketing and um, and elevate the, the energy within your business. I call it the aligned client code. And it's my framework for those three pieces that when they come together, you're able to attract your most aligned soul clients. But you're also able to enjoy working in your business so much more because we're not in it for five minute businesses. We want joyful, sustainable businesses. And we want to service our clients um, in very intimate, long-standing ways. We want to enjoy our work with our clients. So, yeah, that's that's how that developed for me. And, And beautifully, that's literally transposed into the transformation that I help others with now.
0: That's so beautiful. And to your point about, you know, how you change the words around productivity and accountability, you know, once you switch that out, it's like, oh you got someone completely different that doesn't actually seek those right so the words that you put out there is so 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 important we don't even realize you know we think it's just we just throw it on a landing page you know and then who knows who who sees it but actually i think energetically it's, it's like going out to the universe to fetch the person according to what you wrote down or according to what you spoke. And so it's, it's really super important as you, as you mentioned to, to get that really dialed in, to be authentic to, to who you want to attract and what your mm. unique skill sets are. But it's, it's so true what, what you said about, Oh, I can teach this, which is so easy to me. Like it's, what <laughs> you know it's like suddenly this aha moment of yeah there's there's a reason that you went through the journey that you went through and you got the skill sets that you that you obtained is so that you can share that with other people uh, so I, I really resonate with like why why work so hard to try to deliver something else you know <laughs> so so that's so so beautiful i appreciate you sharing um, i wanted to ask so Given that we are in an age of AI and how everybody around us is using AI, and I I really appreciate it as a tool to help us do things faster, do you recommend to your clients to to use it as as a way to, I don't know, supplement? Of course, it's not a replacement, but as a way to supplement what we're doing,
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that's a great question isn't it and everyone's got their own particular point of view but mine is that this technology has obviously hit our industry with a massive bang and people are looking for ways to make their lives easier and i've i've certainly appreciate that but what i've found is that it works brilliantly for some tasks and less well for others i'll, I'll illustrate so Recently, I presented to a group of nearly hundred women who work in media and advertising, and I talked about raising their profile by elevating your personal branding. Now, when I was putting that presentation together, I was over on ChatGPT asking it questions like, "What would women in advertising really want to know about when it comes to personal branding?" And it was giving me a whole list, and I was able to go. Sense check, sense check, yes, good, I've talked about that. Oh, that's an interesting point. Perhaps I should consider that. So from a content perspective and sense checking, it's absolutely genius. Where people tend to fall down, in my opinion, is using it to write copy and expecting it to speak in your tone of voice in right. fact, so, you know, so many people started just saying, write me a social media post about this, <laughs> just cut and paste it. And of course, as more people have got more familiar with it, it stands out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And moreover, when we talk about energetic resonance and we talk about you know, putting our heart and soul out into the universe to connect with those people we most want to work with, how is something created by other or by AI in particular going to really create that connection the way I see it when it comes to aligned marketing is it's a bit like we all we all understand the field I think we all do we understand there's an energetic field and you know it's no relation to space and time and we're all connected in the energetic field and our marketing might be through the internet we might press A button to send it out there, but it's just ultimately a 3D tool to connect us into energy if we choose it to be so. Mm. So when we send that energy out, we send our marketing out into the world, we're sending a little piece of our soul for connection. Mm. Now, creating stuff in AI doesn't do that. Mm. And you may, you may connect with some people. But if anybody's out there that's already using AI and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's working really good for me. That's awesome. But I would ask you to just see what sort of people you're attracting, what kind of business is coming, whether there's whether there's a disconnect between what you truly want, because I often see with particularly my, my more experienced clients who might have been in business three years, five years or more. They might be on six figures or multiple is that they reach a place in their business where they're ready to evolve they might have been making money they might have been have had a particular offer or been known for something but they're going through a lot of internal self development all of the time energetic up levels and you can't go through energetic up levels without leveling your life including your business but they often like hold it down they're like oh no no i who am i to do that who am i to suddenly instead of being an expert helping people helping people to convert clients in the DMs to suddenly be an energetic meditation mentor, as well as, how could I bring that into my business? And that's exactly what I did. I took a business grounded in proven strategies from decades working in industries and gaining all that knowledge and blended it with my spirituality. But that didn't come overnight. It came through a lot of soul searching and going, Gosh, isn't that a bit woo-woo? How could I suddenly do this and that? How can I, how can I help people elevate their messaging and hold breathwork sessions in the same container? And yeah. yet, of course, it blends perfectly. And those clients that work with me in that container, in, in in my well, all my containers, feel the same way. They feel that they love to blend their spirituality with their business. So you get to work with who you who you are most best matched with when you bring that into your messaging and of course into the actual work you do.
0: right I, that's such a great point in terms of you know bringing all of your skill sets all of your interests into what you're producing for people because what, you know why why keep that in a separate bucket you know when when people are actually desiring that from you and that's what is making you unique is that you're bridging all these different spaces and areas together and it's in fact it's a really good thing if you you know bring in the the woo woo because in a way you're repelling you know other people who who may not understand your world and that's completely fine you know you want to work with a specific type of type of person and so i do think that people get a, a little bit afraid of oh if i if i add these words or whatever it is you know, I'm gonna alienate this whole other, group of people I might want to work with. But I think it actually is the reverse somehow, right? You're you're yes. actually bringing in our people <laughs> that are super aligned. So yeah, I love how you talk about
1: repelling, attract and repel, and people are really quite anxious about repelling. And I, I'll I'll give you give you a framework to understand this. I can exemplify the point. So I created my very specific brand messaging sort of illumination for my clients that come to me. And everyone gets this in the first session because it's so foundational. And I call it brand epics. And the epics is an anagram that stands for the five areas of life that we need to bring into our messaging. And they always create breakthroughs that allow people to see why their messaging is maybe off track and what it is they need to bring into their messaging to create something deeply authentic for themselves. So EPIC stands for E is for experience, P is for pain points and struggles, I is for interests and passions, C is for character and personality and S is for skills. And I exemplified it a little earlier when I talked about bringing my experience out of corporate, I said, okay, I can do productivity, so I'm just going to do it. And this is why we look at experience, because it isn't just about what we haven't brought in, it's often about what we've brought in too much of. And we are over, over-egging our business based just on experience. Pain points and struggles is about really getting up close and personal with your vulnerability. Because the type of work we do, heart-centered, purpose-driven, does require that resonance and connection on a deeper level. People can learn messaging, social media, marketing, you name it. They can learn it from a multitude of different experts out there. So why would they choose you? And this is where the C comes in, the character and personality, because Mm. being truly yourself is going to create the ability to work with people that want to learn that from you, not from somebody else. You know, They could go to the top guru in the industry and learn something. But many people are, are no longer attracted by that idea of the guru in the market. They want to work with someone who really understands what they're going through, who maybe was there themselves only two, three years ago. So bringing your personality and your character is one of the most transformational pieces about attracting those people you most want to work with and repelling those that you don't. You know, for me, that was realizing that actually I can embrace my emphatic nature. I can be direct because as I was going through that spiritual upleveling, I was like, oh, well, if I'm spiritual, I'm supposed to talk in a really calm way. And my life should be really ordered and I should be meditating every morning. And if I can't be that person, then who do I think I am to be occupying space within that area? And instead I realized that actually we come in all shapes, we come in all, all personality types and there's a match there for all of us. And the more it just brought me, the more people are like, oh, just love the way that you said that. I totally got that. That's how I feel about it. And that's because... I was no longer afraid to just be myself, be my personality, instead of pretending to be somebody else. Interests and passions, I might have skipped over that, but we kind of talked about it. It's like bringing, like you said, Michelle, you said, you know, about bringing those things that we love and why has it got to stay over in a box somewhere else? And frequently those interests and passions, bringing them into our business is the way of creating that joy in our business because we're doing what we love all day long, every day. But it also oftentimes fits better than people think. So for uh, I get clients all the time are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to bring all the pieces of me into my business. First of all, we're not looking to bring all of them. We're looking to bring the pieces that are going to make the biggest difference. And we can. We can join the dots once you sort of zoom out. Like you said, it would zoom out. and We can see it. That's the area I love working in the most because, That's the area that I just have the eyes that can see it for those clients that come to work with me. And that's what we all have. And and the final one, last but certainly not least, is skills. And skills is a really important one because when we lean into our innate skills, suddenly our marketing, and yes, all of our business gets a whole lot easier. Now, this is the, the sort of second core pillar of the Aligned Client Coach, which is around aligned marketing. And here it here it says that marketing doesn't have to feel icky. Marketing doesn't have to be horrible, hard work, something we don't want to do, as long as we're doing something that's fun and easy for us. And yet so many times we learn from some guru in the online industry that tells you what your marketing should look like, and then we seek to swim upstream the whole time. It's all about reels. I need to learn reels. I must learn all the things about reels. Now, look, if you love doing reels, and I sometimes do go for it, enjoy yourself. But if that's not for you, it doesn't mean that if you don't do that kind of marketing, you can't market your business and get clients. And I I realized that for that first year in my business, you know, I was posting on Instagram every single day, no matter what the quality of the post was, it was more about quantity rather than quality. It's like, get it out every single day. And I wasn't really gaining very much from it at the time. And I look back at those years in in corporate and I asked myself, what is it I really used to enjoy? I realized one of the things that lit me up and I got most excited about was being in the boardroom in front of the big screen behind me with a PowerPoint presentation and presenting my ideas and strategies to a boardroom full of senior clients they would ask me questions I wouldn't know what they'd ask me in advance and I'd have to think on my feet and I'd come out and I'd be buzzing and I was like why aren't I doing something like that to market my business and at that point I realized that podcast guesting being a guest expert in other people's groups and coming right. in and presenting these are the sorts of things that I adore I, I love it. People are just going to ask me questions like we're doing here. I'm like, go and ask me another question because <laughs> I tend to think better on my feet than I do just sat in front of a video camera on my own. So why do something that feels hard? And yeah, I have been there with a video camera going start, not rather my phone, right? Not video camera, my phone going and it, delete again, delete, repeat, delete, repeat, delete, repeat. It's like, why am I putting myself through something that just isn't natural? Go and do it live. And that really just changed my marketing. And that's really what I teach to clients. And what I talk about all the time is find something in your marketing that's deeply aligned and use your innate skills to find out what that is and then do more of that. Stop stop doing the hard things and start doing what really you find easy and enjoyable as long as you're doing it because we do have to
0: market our business. My, what what a beautiful package of of ideas you have and and how much you brought it all together in this beautiful methodology. And yeah, the, the point about the characters and personality, it's like the going back to what you were talking about with AI, you know, AI has its own consciousness, almost its own personality as well. So how can we you know, outsource our personality to something else. <laughs> right. Or, you know, so logically doesn't, doesn't truly make sense. So, and, you know, ab- about the marketing strategies, you know, it's, it's so much, so much trial and error, but if you can deeply start to understand yourself and how you feel in different instances, in different circumstances, like you were saying, it's like, why, why, keep doing something that doesn't feel good to you just because you know other people are saying that's the strategy to follow so it always that's that's where we go back to
1: obligation and resentment right Right. yeah into people like why is my marketing not working it's like well how much energy of obligation and resentment is going into creating your marketing all the converse they just stop give up just say i haven't got the energy i'm not doing it I just hated it. And it's been four weeks since I last wrote an article, created a post, you know, reached out to ask if I can guest or whatever. And of course that's not only no good for your business and and client acquisition, but it's also really demoralizing. So it's best to find something that you love and do it with a regularity that feels really good to you and keep it consistent and sustainable and joyful because longer term, that's gonna rise you up energetically. And of course, it's going to make sure that you're omnipresent and you're marketing your business.
0: So, so true. It was, it was just such a pleasure to have you on this summit. I could really have a conversation with you for hours because I so much love this topic, but I do want to direct everyone to your masterclass. If they want to learn more about authentic brand messaging, that anything you want to leave us off with. Well, I would just love to invite anyone that's enjoyed this to
1: really think about leaning into your unique brilliance. One of the first questions I always ask people is what is it that you really want to do that you haven't been doing? You know, if the world was your oyster and, you know, you didn't have any limitations, what would that look like? Because I always find that we're a lot closer than we realize once we understand that. And yeah, if you want to hear more Um, from from me please do come on over to goals with soul which is my podcast and send me a a message over on instagram
0: too i'd love to connect amazing thank you so much thanks
1: michelle (laughs)